question everything. beautiful souls welcome back to question everything my name is kelsey and i'm here to help you expand your consciousness okay i am so sorry for not having posted an episode for about two weeks now i know i sound like a broken record (laughs) apologizing but i really took a huge step back from researching and being as active on my socials i need to really like recollect myself and focus on my inner work and I also have been having this strange urge to just stay off all my electronics like I don't think I've turned on the tv once unless my parents are in the room I just redraw meditate I kind of enjoy it though (laughs) honestly maybe it's because we're getting closer to December 21st but at the same time I don't know And in regards to December 21st, since I already brought it up, I'm going to mention it. A lot of people on the mainstream media, and I guess mainstream social media, I guess you can call it, are hyping this up to be something huge, almost like another August 27th, if we remember that fiasco. Um, And there's also a lot of fear-mongering around this date, Quite honestly, from what I have gotten from the people I follow, such as the psychic mediums and the channelers and all that, I don't think it's going to be a negative thing at all. I do think it's going to affect those who are consciously aware and it's not going to affect you in the way you think it is. It's not going to be as drastic or as heavy, at least. That's what I've gotten out of everyone who's talking about this, who is actually channeling this or is a psychic, they say it's going to be like a little push in your ascension or a little energy surge. It's also just um, releasing all the negativity that you've built up in this 3D. So a lot of the symptoms right now um, in regards to that purging, I've actually tweeted about it last night. A lot of the symptoms include like headaches, fatigue, uh, brain fog, seeing things in the corner of your eyes, seeing glitches or like static. I know that sounds crazy, but it's been happening. Uh, Really loud ear ringing and that has been insane for me. Um, Also, heat flashes. This was probably the strangest one I've ever experienced. Like, my face gets really, really hot, and then it calms down. It It's so strange. And um, basically, these symptoms are because your body's purging of what it doesn't need in the 3D anymore, and it's getting ready to ascend to the 5D. Not that your body's going to change into 5D, uh, but your consciousness is its elevating, per se. So, don't be scared. I think we should all be excited that this is kind of be, this is kind of going to be like a new chapter, a new energetic chapter. And those who are consciously aware, I hope you guys are staying grounded and working on your inner work and just set good intentions for that day because the energy is going to be so strong. It's good for manifesting and you don't want to be in a negative mindset or manifest any of your past So, that's also a good thing to do right now is releasing all your past. So, yeah. 
Oh, that's another symptom, I guess, or another sign that December 21st is coming up is that your past will reappear. And I think it's just to either learn lessons that you didn't learn before or choose whether they, if it's a person or a thing that just pops up, if you want to carry that on to the next chapter of this energetic experience, I guess, on the next consciousness level. So just release anything that's not serving you for your highest good. That's what I recommend. And I also think that everyone should get some sunlight because we do get our upgrades, our energetic upgrades through sunlight because they reflect off of the planets and obviously it's a light source. (laughs) So I believe that on that day, like how they say there's going to be sun flares and all that, I think the sun flare is literally just the sun rays radiating off of the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction and onto us. Um, Some people say that the mainstream media is going to freak out and tell us to stay inside because a lot of people have been having dreams about that. I don't know if it's going to get that drastic, honestly, but if it does, I mean, I'm going outside. So (laughs) Um, anyway, that's my little recap on that. I mean, like I said, I know it's trending right now and everyone's freaking out or is making it seem like we're going to have Superman powers, but it's really, really subtle. Um, I mean, who knows? What if we do wake up and we're all the Avengers or something? But I'm just trying to help you guys not worry about it so much, you know? Okay, now that that's out of the way, I wanted to mention that I love you guys so much. Thank you for sending me love on all my socials and for showing me that I was on your top most played podcast on your Spotify wrapped. That made me so happy and I can't believe so many of you enjoy listening to my ADHD brain. Like, that's crazy. I never thought that people would actually like listening to me talk, so I love that. Thank you so much, and I I don't know what else to say. I kind of was left speechless, and every message I get from you guys um, telling me how I've changed your life and stuff, it just, wow, just makes me really want to get up in the morning and keep going. So, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Okay, moving on. What is going on? I honestly don't know where to start. First of all, the Galactic Federation has made it onto mainstream media. And usually I'd be disappointed because it's on mainstream media and they're probably using this against us. Probably going to be a part of Project Bluebeam. But honestly, at this point, like, we can't worry about what's going to happen. We just got to be aware of it. I mean, how they portrayed it on the media is also kind of suspicious. Um, The Israeli officials, like, came out with this huge thing and, like, everyone's saying not to trust Israel and, like, all this stuff. So, I honestly wasn't focusing on that. I was more so focusing on the fact that the Galactic Federation is being talked about. So, I do think that there might be a hidden agenda behind this whole thing. However, I also think this is going to cause a lot of people to start questioning even more. And that's what we want, honestly. We want people to question so they can wake up. And I'll talk more about this in a second. But there's also the monoliths to talk about that keep disappearing and reappearing. COVID vaccine, of course. The COVID numbers rising. The full moon that just happened and then the eclipse on the 14th. And I guess there's another full moon at the end of the month so much energy. Oh my gosh. And of course, of course, I'm going to drop the tea 
about my tweet to follow me on Twitter. I tweeted that I met this surgeon and I'm going to talk all about that. So I want to talk about all the crazy things that have been happening to me, including me meeting that surgeon. Before I begin, I'm all over the place, before I begin explaining what's been happening to me, let me get into the Galactic Federation. So, like I said, mainstream media, that's a little sus. And ironically enough, as if anything is ironic anymore, I was watching a couple people channel the Galactic Federation a couple days ago before it was on mainstream media, and one including our girl, Elizabeth April, and some others too. This lady named Blossom also writes her channel messages and blogs, kind of like a transcript. And then a couple other people on YouTube. Um, one of them, her name is Lori Ladd. She's really sweet. I love her. But they were all talking about the monolith and how supposedly the Galactic Federation placed them on this planet all over the place. And I've also seen, because recently I've been tagged in this TikTok of this man who said that he placed the monoliths all over the country or all over the world. So there's a couple things that I think might have happened here. Um, not that I don't believe the channel messages or not that I don't believe the man, but you could easily hire someone to post a YouTube video and make it seem like he placed it to not spread fear of aliens or so people won't start questioning about aliens and won't wake up. So what if the government, deep state, whatever, paid this guy, hey, make this YouTube video, we'll pay you $1,000, making it seem like you placed them all over the place, but it actually wasn't him, so it might have been a cover-up. Or maybe the channel message that this lady got was wrong. I really, I don't know. I just know it's very suspicious. And I also think it's suspicious that the monoliths have been all over mainstream media, so like I said, it's kind of like a soft disclosure. I don't know, man. But just like how Elizabeth said it in one of her recent videos, they might have a plan to steer us in the wrong direction with this, but as long as we know the truth and see right through them, we can utilize this to wake more people up. And that's exactly what I've been saying. Like, more people are going to be like, wait, what is this? But now that that man posted that YouTube video and it's kind of going viral now that he placed it everywhere, it's kind of like people are not going to question it that much. I honestly didn't even pay attention to the news article or anything in regards to the monoliths because I always think that anything to do with mainstream media is not worth my attention. <laughs> um, I also didn't pay attention to the article about the Galactic Federation. Like I said, I think it said something about Israeli officials in the U.S. confirmed they've been talking to them, which honestly, we've been new. <laughs> this also could lead us, like I said, into Project Bluebeam. But if you look at it from the perspective of how all these things that they've planted have backfired on them, this too could also backfire on them. And by that I mean throughout the whole COVID situation, throughout all of quarantine, there was a mass awakening of people, of people questioning things. And I don't think that was their intention. So I think that completely backfired on them. So if we take Project Bluebeam and say it actually happens, more people will start to be like, ah shit, the conspiracy theorists on TikTok were telling the truth. These are real. Even though it's going to be a fake invasion, it's going to be holograms, but it still will have them be like, holy shit, like 
what? <laughs> but once again, backfired. <laughs> because then they will want to learn more, find more people like us, and boom, ripple effect. I mean, at least that's what I'm hoping will happen. I am also trying to look at things from a brighter perspective. We need more light more than ever right now. Also, speaking of waking people up, I was watching this other channeler um, this morning. She also channels the GFL. Her name is Lori Ladd on YouTube. And she said that the GFL told her we need to clean up our side of the street before we can help people. By this analogy, they mean you have to clean your side of the street, stay in your lane before you can clean the whole town. Meaning, heal yourself first, heal your heart center so that vibration can spread throughout the collective like I've mentioned before, we are one whole consciousness, unity consciousness. So once someone wakes up, it's a ripple effect without even doing anything externally. Just by you waking up, it ripples. That's why you've seen a lot of people wake up and you've seen, I guess people call it trends, but it's really a ripple effect in the consciousness. And then she gave an example. She put it in better words than I have heard. I guess she put it in a better perspective. So clearly right now there's a divide in consciousness. There are people who are stuck in the 3D matrix, some who are in 45D. She said that she was on a flight back home and she was sitting next to this lady who was freaking out about COVID. She sprayed everything with disinfectant, like wiped everything down, had gloves and masks and all that. And all Lori did was sit and observe. She said she opened her heart and gave that lady so much love and understanding. She said, then she said, it's not our job to force people to see the truth. What we can do is send them love and give them that energy. Because this lady was so cemented in the 3D, Lori said it felt like she was floating above her and could see an obvious divide in perspective and consciousness. But instead of Lori getting irritated or trying to tell her this is all a scam, we're being lied to, she sat and sent her love vibrationally to her. And I think that's beautiful and I feel like we should all do that. If Lori was to say something like, what are you doing? You're so dumb or criticize her on the amount of Lysol she was spraying or try to tell her the truth, the other woman would have put her guard up and not even listened to her. The vibration of resistance is what we need to avoid and what we're trying to tear down. We're trying to tear down people's guards without having to actually tear them down, if you know what I mean. Because if we shove this stuff in people's faces who are not ready, then that will stall the collective awakening. So that's what the Galactic Federation meant by clean up your side of the street first, worry about yourself before you can help the collective. Because even by Lori sitting there and just observing, sending her love, that lady could eventually think back to that flight and ask herself, I wonder why I was the only one freaking out, or I wonder why the lady next to me was so calm. And then that could send her into her own awakening. We never know. And again, I feel like this goes back to our egos. I've been saying this every episode. (laughs) I've been seeing a lot of this on Twitter too, where people who are awakened allow their egos to get in the way when people disagree with us. And honestly, I've been guilty of this too. I'm not going to lie. When people call us crazy or stupid or whatever, we 
let our egos jump out. And I mean, that's fair. It's a it's a process to destroy the ego, trust me. And I am guilty of this. And I will admit that, but I'm working on it. All we need to be doing right now is spreading love and allowing them to awaken at their own time. We can plant the seed, but they need to landscape it. And it's funny because that leads me into my next story. <laughs> so, the surgeon. So, I met the surgeon. <laughs> I tweeted this a couple days ago, and a lot of you wanted to hear more about it, and I'm excited to talk about it. Um, she's a woke surgeon, I guess you can say, and she was the coolest woman I have ever met. For her privacy, I will not disclose her name, so let's call her Wendy. I met Wendy Sunday night, so last Sunday, because, okay, this is what I mean by the craziest things have been happening to me. I think it's because the veil is thinning, but everything I say manifests 10 times faster. And I also feel like it's the December 21st energetic field that I'm already on. I don't know. But last week, this happened to me three times, and not even gonna lie, it happened to me yesterday too. So, Every time I think of people that I haven't talked to in forever, they show up. And I know that's kind of how manifestation works, and I know that usually happens to a lot of people, and that's kind of common, but usually, for me at least, if it's someone I haven't talked to since high school, like, they don't show up like that, you know? It, it hasn't been, like, or they show up weeks later, you know? This is crazy. Like, this has been happening to me, like, on the spot, like, day of or here, let me just explain. <laughs> so, I was thinking about my friend um, who I haven't talked to in like a couple months. And this one's, this one's like kind of like a common friend that I talk to often. And then she texted me later that night to hang out the next day. And I was like, okay, that's a little strange. I mean, like, but I get it. Like, she's one of those friends that I talk to every other month or whatever. And then I was thinking about my aunt the next morning, and this one kind of freaked me out. I was doing my makeup, and I was thinking about my aunt, and I was like, I haven't talked to her in a while. I should probably call her, and not even, like, a minute later, she FaceTimes me, and then when she answered, I told her the whole story, and she was like, dude, it's been happening to me, too, and I was like, what is going on? And then I think the freakiest one was how I met the surgeon, so... Well, there was another one that happened too. I thought of this person and they just showed up. But then the surgeon one. So this friend I haven't seen in probably a year. And we talk like every six months, not that often. And I was heavily thinking about her earlier in the day. And then that night she FaceTimed me. And of course, like at that point, I was like, all right, I see you. I see you universe. Like, okay. But when she FaceTimed me, she was with her aunt, Wendy, the surgeon. So I actually ended up going over to Wendy's house because that's where my friend was at. And she ironically also lives like five minutes from me, which was crazy. It was, wow, what an experience. Honestly, she actually was the nicest human being. Um, she was all about it. And that's why she called me. So she called me because her aunt started talking about adrenochrome and all this. And then my friend, who I haven't seen in forever, um, but she follows my Woke with Kels Instagram, she called me and she was like, dude, don't you talk about this stuff? Like, my aunt's all about it, blah, blah, blah. She was like, come over. And I was like, okay, I'm down. And then we started talking about it. She said that she's been studying this for over seven years now and she knows people in the government and other high places. She used to live in D.C. 
It was absolutely insane. I think it's funny how the universe works, how it aligns you with like-minded people or people who are vibrating at your vibration. And also a lot of people um, have been finding my podcast by recommendations. I guess Spotify has been recommending my podcast to random people and they have been messaging me or telling me like, hey, I found you on my Spotify and I'm so glad I did. Like I resonate with a lot of things that you say and I'm just like, damn, like the universe is really aligning me with a lot of good high vibrational people and I love it. So if you're new here, welcome. But anyway, let me get into the tea that she told me. So she was telling me all about how the people she knows who are on the inside have told her about the children and the children that they are saving. And I guess during the first lockdown, apparently they were blowing up the underground tunnels. And I also heard this from, I think, Elizabeth April because she was channeling the GFL when she was asking about the children. And she also said the same thing. So Wendy was saying that they were blowing up tunnels under the mall. Um, They were blowing up tunnels under pizza shops, um, restaurants. I guess there's tunnels that connect to Jeffrey Epstein's island, which is not a surprise. So blowing up all these tunnels, getting all these kids during the first lockdown, like the intense one. And these insiders told her that they were finding these kids and bringing them on cargo ships docked in LA. And that most of these kids needed serious medical treatment trigger warning. Some were missing arms and legs. Some had really sensitive skin to the sun because they've been underground for so long. They were in awful conditions. They were starved. They ended up taking these kids to some juvenile detention centers, so I guess no one would ask or suspect anything. I asked her why they didn't just take them back to their families, and she said because most of these kids aren't from our country. They're from other countries or from the border when they split the families and the kids. And honestly, I am already angry with ICE, so this made me more angry. But anyway, she went on to talking about how the majority of celebrities and politicians are pedophiles and are clones. And I was like, yes, like, yes, like, I've been studying this. And she she was talking about adrenochrome, the red shoes. And then she went on to talk about how they're preparing holograms in China And she even showed me some videos of what they look like. I guess they're 7D holograms that look super real. And if you look up City Above the Sky in China or Hologram 7Ds China on YouTube, you can find them and just watch them. They look so real. She doesn't know what they're for, but I'm assuming they're for Project Bluebeam (laughs) or for some other PSYOP that they're preparing because who knows what else these awful people have up their sleeves. She talked about how three years ago she began channeling her guides and the Galactic Federation. And she asked me if I knew who they were. And I got so excited. I was like, oh my god, yes, I love learning about them. And now looking back at everything that has been unfolding for me, I think it's insane how she told me all about this. Then two days later, the GFL is all over the news and social media. She was telling me that they talked to her. She's been in contact with her own spirit guides that are also part of the Galactic Federation. She's encountered demons, low vibrational beings, she's seen reptilians and other beings. So she has the ring doorbell camera thing on her uh, front doorstep and she's captured beings trying to enter her house and she said that 
all you really have to say is you're not welcome here. And because we are sovereign beings, because of the law of consent, they need to leave. All the low vibrational beings that she's encountered, they've always left all by her just saying you're not welcome here. And I guess I also want to mention now that we're already talking about low vibrational beings, a lot of people have been saying that I mean, since the Galactic Federation's on the mainstream media, that these are demons and that aliens are demons. And I totally understand that because in the Bible, they talk about how fallen angels are aliens, per se. But I don't believe that. I think that the Galactic Federation is made up of benevolent and malevolent beings, especially from... Everything I've read from the secret space programs, from people who have gotten a past life hypnosis from Dolores Cannon, like her whole book talks about how there are good beings and there are bad beings, just like how there are good people and bad people in our government. And the Galactic Federation is basically the government of the universe. And there are corrupt beings up there, just like how there are on here, because the law of polarity. You, there's an equal amount of evil and good. There's no other way around that. So the fact that everyone's saying that these are all demons, like I honestly personally think because the Bible was written so long ago and this, I mean, no disrespect to anyone, but since it's man-made, since it's a story told down by people, and even in my other episode where I talk about I think it was episode 15. I don't remember. It was the one of how they're preparing us for the New World Order where that guy had that whole seminar thing and he was exposing their plan. He even said that throughout the years, they're changing the Bible. They're changing the words. They're manipulating it. Um, Just how they took out the word pedophile and changed it to the word homosexual. Like, I don't know if you guys know that, but in the Bible where it says homosexual, it actually means pedophile because they changed the words. So that's why I don't trust a book that was manipulated and man-made. That being said, if they want to change the Bible to fit their agenda, then it would make sense for them to portray these aliens as evil so you won't trust them and trust the government instead or trust your church instead when, in fact, they might be the evil ones. (laughs) You see what I mean? There's like a clear manipulation here. My gut is just telling me not to trust the Bible, and that's just me. If your intuition tells you to trust it, then go ahead. But I personally don't believe that all of them, all the aliens, are demons. That's not fair to say, especially because of the law of polarity. Um, That would just be like saying that everyone in our government is amazing and they are good human beings. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. There's a balance of good and evil. So that is my clarification on that. I keep getting tagged in a bunch of videos how on TikTok people are pulling up Bible verses saying that aliens are demons and all this. I'm like, if someone wanted to manipulate you through a book that you're reading, they would put information that they want you to believe. It's controlled opposition. Just how in all my research, in all my books, I don't take everything and say, oh, this is all facts. Like, I take the information and I use my own discernment. I use my own critical thinking to connect the dots and see what resonates with me, my beliefs, and resonates with the the way things are unfolding. And that's how I come to the conclusion of the truth. And I honestly just listen to my intuition. And in The Rise of the New World Order, I also don't agree with a lot of what he said about 
the aliens because he also talks about how they are fallen angels because he is quoting the bible so that being said i think that everyone should take the bible and what they say with a grain of salt because if we're really thinking down to the core of what these beings are and what good and evil are essentially are just low vibrations or high vibrations so law of polarity that's all i gotta say i just gotta clarify that because kind of tired of being tagged in all these things um anyway so there was one specific story that she told me about in regards to karma that really stood out to me she said that one day she was channeling one of her guys and asking him what her purpose was her guide's name was Jamal, and he told her that before coming into this world, before we incarnate, we all sign a contract and have our lives mapped out of what we want to experience and what we want to learn because we're all beings from different dimensions. And this part I knew, I knew that our souls are here to evolve and learn lessons, but I've never heard it the way she explained it. She said, we come to this planet to experience the physical, to experience life. And here's where your perspective might change because mine did a little bit. Experiencing the physical doesn't eliminate wanting to experience horrible things. Like sometimes our souls come into this world to experience being killed, being shot, or experience dying of illness, or experience all these horrible things. Because like I said, we come from source we come from light, we come from different dimensions where it's not physical. And when we incarnate into the physical, we want to experience those things because we can't experience it where we come from. So we literally come down to the third dimension, which by the way, we're not the only planet who is 3D, um, but we come down to a 3D planet and literally experience what we want to experience. And we sign a contract and we have to learn the lessons. And then we reincarnate again and again until we clear the karma. And she said that that's how it works. And so if you came down to experience being shot and then died, then you would come back the next life and you shoot someone. So that would clear the karma. So it'd be a balance. So technically, she, she even said this. She was like, technically, we've all been the murderers. We've all been murdered. We've all been abused. We have all been the abuser. They're all lessons for our souls to evolve because it's not about the physical. It's really about our souls. And then she said, once I knew that we are all here individually because our souls have a specific mission and a specific experience, I don't tell anyone how to live their lives or what they should or shouldn't do, even if it's dangerous, because then I'd be interfering with what they want to experience. And this completely resonated with what Lori said in her YouTube video we can't interfere with someone's reality. We can't force someone to wake up because then we'd interfere with their contract, with their lessons or their experience that they came down here to learn. No matter how much we want to save someone, we can't. Like I said, all we can do is plant the seed, but they have to landscape it. And that's actually a direct quote from Wendy. Um, when she said that, it all clicked. It all made sense. So, for example, let's say someone is about to go do something extremely dangerous and you tell them not to. Then you'd be interrupting their purpose and their lessons and their experience of what their soul's contract is. It can be as crazy as dying at two years old or dying on a plane crash at 35. Our souls wanted to experience that. And she asked her guides 
okay, so Hitler, he wanted to experience that and everyone he killed agreed to being killed by them. And her guide said, yes, every soul agrees before being incarnated. That's a, that's a law. If not, they will not be incarnated. And I think that is so mind-blowing because as humans, we cannot comprehend why someone would want to come into this world to experience evil or being shot or experiencing killing someone, but it's in our soul's contract. <laughs> and that's so crazy. Of course, however, every experience comes with a lesson, emphasis on lesson, for our souls to evolve to the next level. If we don't learn that lesson, then we're sent back. That is one of the main components to these experiences. They are basically going to school and learning a lesson. And if you pass, you get a good grade and ascend. <laughs> but then that gets me thinking about how Elizabeth has talked about how we live in a prison planet. I think our planet's the only 3D planet that is under this prison concept, I guess you could say. So she explains that the malevolent beings keep us trapped on this planet by creating karma for us, by keeping this pedophile ring going because those souls have to come back and keep reincarnating until they clear that karma. Check out her video on this because it's crazy and she explains it better than I can. I think it's the one, I forget what the name is, but it's on Elizabeth April's YouTube channel. It's, it was posted over the summer and she talks about why we are trapped in this prison planet because they're keeping us trapped with all this karma. So then that gets me questioning like some souls in regards to Dolores Cannon's The Three Volunteers, The Three Waves of Volunteers. I feel like we came in having no karma from this earth to help ascend everyone, to help w wake people up. That's why there's so many star seeds in my generation and the generation after me and the generation before me were the three waves. And I feel like we are the ones that haven't really experienced a life on Earth before. And we just came from a different planet or a different source to help ascend humanity. And either way, like, it's really cool that our purpose here is really just to spread light. And if you're listening to this podcast, then you are most likely one of them too. There's no coincidences that you're listening to this you most likely are part of my soul tribe. <laughs> so just know that your purpose is much bigger than this material world. Like I was mentioning earlier with her mentioning the low vibrational beings, that because of the law of free will, if we ever come in contact or encounter a low vibrational being, all we have to say is, you're not welcome here. I do not consent to you being in my energy. They have to leave. The law of consent is so powerful, and because we've all been brainwashed and driven by fear, the elite, the people keeping us trapped, have made us feel as if we're powerless, but that's not true, and I mentioned that in my last episode. We have so much power, and we outnumber them. We have to remember that. That's why they're trying to depopulate us, and we actually talked about that too, but if you're ever scared or feel like you have a low vibrational being around you or feel heavy energy, just say that that energy is not welcome in your field. That's all you have to say. And it sucks because she was also talking about how this dimension, this 3D planet is full of low vibrational beings because we are on a lower vibrational consciousness. So they feed off everyone's fear so don't give in to the fear-mongering and step into your power. Again, the synchronicity of information 
is just funny to me now because Elizabeth also talked about this in one of her new videos. She said, some of us on this planet come from low vibrational beings and some of us come from light. That's why we see some people in the news glitching on TV, turning into reptilians, and some are just regular people like you and I. Elizabeth said she actually dated a malevolent reptilian hybrid in college. You should check her video out on that. But basically, he was robbing her of her energy, and that's what they do. They feed off of our energy. Wendy basically said the same thing, and that's another perspective the next time someone tries to put you down by belittling you for you believing in this stuff, don't let your ego get you clouded and step into your power. Don't let them take you down. I'm trying to think of what else we talked about because there was so much. Um, we talked about the vaccine and she is not taking it. She was like, fuck no. I think it's amazing when woke doctors, I hate saying that word, but I don't know how else to explain it non-brainwash doctors say that they're not taking it because in reality, there are some doctors out there that they think they are helping us. They have a huge heart and they want to help us and they have been brainwashed by the system to feed us these lies, but they don't even know their lies because that's all they know. So, those doctors are the ones who will push this vaccine out, but then there are doctors like her or my mom's friends who my mom, if I've mentioned this before, but she's a medical assistant and works in a doctor's office. They have also said, fuck no. Wendy said that the downloads she's gotten from her guides and the people she follows have said the same thing, that they are trying to genetically modify us. And I was like, that's what I've been saying. And look, I've been getting a lot of questions on how, but how, like the doctors have explained it, like this mRNA vaccine cannot alter our DNA, blah, 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 blah. Okay. <clears throat> well, first of all, there is manipulated data. That could be one thing, but I know a lot of people don't believe that. But there have been doctors who've come out and said, no, this will not genetically modify you. However, like I said, where are they getting this information? Were they told to tell us this? Were they given manipulated scientific data? We know that the Flexner report is the reason Big Pharma took over, and I talked about this briefly on my last episode, how John D. Rockefeller and Abraham Flexner teamed up to create the AMA and the medical schools and the structured education system for medicine. So they are teaching these people what they want them to know. So if we know that they are corrupt and we know they teach these doctors partial truth with what they want them to do with us, how do we know if they truly know how our bodies work? Like David Icke said, there is a huge chunk of our DNA that scientists call junk. And I talked about that in the moon episode. But what if it's not junk? We also talked about the Georgia Guidestones and how their whole planet's written on there. I think I mentioned this in the Freemason episode, but they are trying to depopulate us by 2030, 2050 to down to, I think, 500 million. Don't quote me on that. But they're trying to kill us off partially because they can't control all of us right now. Like I mentioned, we outnumber them. So the time is ticking and they need to take it down by then. Cut the population by then. And I was like, yes, I've known about that too. And she talked about how they use numerology, gematria, gematria, however you want to say it, for their rituals. She talked about how COVID, the mask wearing, and the lockdowns are all a ritual. 
and it's all in plain sight and no one seems to want to open their eyes. Oh, and she also said that there are multiple us in different dimensions. And when she said this, it tripped me out. I guess this is one of this is when she was talking to one of her guides. One of her guides said that. She said, have you ever seen Interstellar when the guy is looking at himself in different dimensions? And I was like, yeah, but like, and she was like, that is what we're all doing as well. We are all spread across different dimensions and different timelines. And now I want to rewatch Interstellar because it might have been predictive programming, but I mean, it makes sense. She also talked about how they have put their plan out there or what they're doing to us for the law of consent. And I was like, yes, like, I agree. I also read about that. And everything she was talking about, most of it, I already knew. But there were some things that she has, she had different perspectives on, like the karma thing and all the inside scoop information that she had. Um, she also has zero fear in her body. And I love it. She's like this amazing, powerful woman. And like, you can feel her energy. Um, what else did she say? I'm trying to think. She mentioned that we're multidimensional beings having a human experience. And I think that's when she started talking about our soul's journey or purpose. I then asked her how she got in touch with her guides. And she said, all you have to do is welcome them into your space. And the way she explained how higher dimensional beings communicate is how I've been trying to tell you guys, but I didn't know how to put into words. But I'll explain. So she said, she said, close your eyes and picture a soda can. Can you see it? And of course I said, yes. And then she said, okay, now without saying anything, say the word soda in your head. Can you hear it? And I said, yes. And then she said, okay, now close your eyes and picture what it would feel like to taste it. Can you taste it? I said, it's subtle, but yes. And she said, that's how we as humans all can communicate with higher dimensions. We all have these abilities. We just never tap into them or we're never aware of them to give them their full potential. And that's probably the best way I've heard someone describe what it's like communicating with your guides or how they send you messages. We all have these sensations and we know we do, but we're never putting the full awareness that they deserve And that's why meditation is so important and it silences your mind and your ego and allows you to actually tap in and listen. And another example is like, do you ever get an awful taste in your mouth from nowhere, like out of nowhere or a smell or get random words stuck in your head or songs pop in your head or random images? Those aren't coincidences. Some of them might be, but a I don't believe in coincidences. But anyways, apply your awareness to it next time. Next time you're in a situation and you sense something weird or you smell something or whatever, see what they're trying to tell you. Most of the times, if it is an awful taste or you feel nauseous, it's because the energy of the people around you or the place you're in is extremely low vibrational. She also said that there are some people that are literally robots. They are here to keep us asleep. So when we joke and say there are bots, there are literally bots and their only purpose is to shut us up. And it makes sense. I think this also correlates with the children of the low vibrational beings. And I also saw another thing recently called NPC, which I think that's what she was referring to. 
She said that these low vibrational beings expand their souls and incarnate as humans to keep us all asleep. And I'm starting to think my brother is one of them. (laughs) Okay, so some people have also referred to these people as Agent Smith. It's the Agent Smith syndrome because in the movie The Matrix, I guess Agent Smith would pop up in someone every time they were trying to expose the truth and Agent Smith would stop it. He was the antagonist of the film and a virus of the computer, quote unquote. I honestly, guys, like I have not seen The Matrix. I know that's crazy and coming from me, but I haven't seen The Matrix and I think I probably should. I can't find it anywhere though online. I think you have to like purchase it to rent it. I think I might do that this weekend, but as crazy as it sounds, yeah, I haven't seen The Matrix. Like I know what it's about, (laughs) but I just haven't seen it. Um, Yeah, there's a news flash for you, I guess. Okay, so NPC, what are they? They are non-player characters and they actually refer to them in the movie Jumanji. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there are NPCs who are pre-programmed with what to say in the game. And I think that was predictive programming. I'm going to play a clip that I found um, so you guys can get a better idea. Famed archaeologist and international explorer, known across the seven continents for your courageous exploits. Sir seatbelt. I can't tell you what an honor it is to finally meet you. And I'm not embarrassed to say you're even more dashing in person. Um, thanks. Who are you? Nigel Billingsley at your service. Ruby Roundhouse, killer of men, welcome to Jumanji. I've been so anxious for your arrival. As you know, Jumanji is in grave danger. We're counting on the four of you to lift the curse. Curse? What curse? Excuse me, have you seen my phone anywhere? Professor Sheldon Oberon. Welcome to Jumanji. Nigel Billingsley at your service. I've been so anxious for your arrival. What's with this guy? I think he's an NPC. A what? English, please. A a non-player character. He's part of the game. So anything we ask him, he only has his program series of responses. Got it. It's all clear now. So that's what I mean by predictive programming of NPCs. They, these people, they... They have souls. They're just like you and I, but they already have pre-programmed consciousness. And I think it's harder for them to wake up. And I just think it's crazy that they mentioned it in movies because, you know, predictive programming. But that's kind of how Wendy was describing these robots. (laughs) And it's not that, like I said, they don't have souls because everybody has a soul. But I think they are extensions of the low vibrational beings. So they, their soul expanded into these robot people. (laughs) Um, Or they could also just be just pre-programmed people. Honestly, I wasn't too sure about this, but keep an open mind as I continue to describe them. So, you know, when you're in a dream, the people in your dream aren't actual people. They're just made up characters. They are a projection of you. So, these NPCs are also a projection. And the way this other person described them is that if we ever come across one, they mirror what we need to work on in this lifetime. They usually give us a harder time, and that's because it's supposed to reflect what we're supposed to work on. Just how in your dreams, the people are a projection of your subconscious. And this is such a wild concept because there's a lot of different takes on it. But then I found this article that explains that sometimes we too can be sucked into becoming NPCs. And 
then it kind of made sense. Some NPCs are just unawakened souls, like I mentioned. They are trapped in the matrix. They are that lady spraying Lysol everywhere. <laughs> so here are 10 signs that you or someone you know might be an NPC or used to be. So I'm just going to read this article. A NPC or a non-player character is a character that is not controlled by a player. It's someone who exists but is not really alive. Are you an NPC? Are you a computer-generated character driven by the code of the simulation? Or are you a conscious player of your life? Most people in the world are so-called NPCs. They are characters existing, but they have no conscious control over their lives. And this is not science fiction. It's a psychological observation. Everyone is real, of course, but most people do not have a conscious control of their life. Even you might be an NPC, and here are 10 signs. Sign number one, every single day seems the same. You wake up, you check your phone, then you wash yourself, eat, go to work. After a couple hours of soul-sucking, you get back home, turn on the TV, eat something, maybe you sit on your computer, watch videos, and this is what most of your days look like. And I'm going to take a pause right there and mention that. I did mention on my TikTok a couple weeks ago that I felt like I was repeating the same day over and over again, but that's also because I was stuck in a rut, in a mental rut and I felt as if I couldn't do anything due to my circumstances. I mean like COVID and the restrictions and that. But then I started doing little things. Like the other day I drove to Utah. I live in Vegas and it's a two hour drive, two and a half hour drive. I was like, screw it, I'm going to Utah. I'm doing something with my life. Like I refuse to sit in this rut. So I drove to Utah and I got crystals and it was a nice little day vacation or day trip just me, myself, and I. So, or I take myself to get food sometimes now, or I do things that I normally wouldn't do alone, you know? So, it's kind of like stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something different because this way of living is not fun. And I know during this time, it's kind of hard because of the circumstances and we don't all want to rebel against a lockdown, but you can do something different within your day every day or choose to do something different. Even if this is going to sound silly, but even if you use your right hand to brush your teeth, maybe try using your left hand. Like, just try something different. Take a new way to work. Um, don't watch TV for a whole day if you watch it all the time. Or don't check your phone for a whole day. Or reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a while. Um, listen to music you've never listened to. Um, I don't know. There's so many ways to spice up your life. And sometimes we get stuck in these ruts of like, oh, I can't do that. Or no, there's no way. And then we get sucked into that negative mental game. And like, I've been there. Obviously, I was there for um, a couple months, not gonna lie. But it just really takes you to say something and push yourself out of that rut. And I'm not saying it's easy. And some days you might slip back, but just try to step out of the simulations. Try, try to step out of the matrix. Do something different. Um, but yeah, that's my little spiel on that. Okay, number two, most of your conversations are about weather, gossip, or complaining. There is always a biased response when you meet someone, hey, what's up? Or, How are you doing? The same reply, not much or great. How about you? Conversations range from what the weather is like to who did something, politics, and complaining. And this one, I am, 
I was guilty of. At one point, I was literally an NPC. I think that's what all my conversations were. They were just like, oh my god, I can't believe so-and-so did this. Um, Have you heard what Trump did? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just all gossip and complaining. And I think it took me to set a goal to really become aware of the things I complain about to really stop myself. It's really all about reprogramming your conscious mind. Like this, I saw this man actually, ironically, (laughs) on TikTok yesterday and he was trying to reprogram his mind to not check his phone as often because he realized that he was addicted. And he said that every time before he checked his phone, he had to do 10 push-ups. And if he didn't do the push-ups before, he had to do 20 after he checked his phone. So, by doing that every single time, he reprogrammed his brain to think that checking his phone was not good for him or like it was uncomfortable or inconvenient kind of. So, that made his screen time go down in half. So, it's really applying these things daily and having like a habit formed of awareness. Just create a habit of becoming aware of your thoughts, of complaining, of gossip. I have also become aware of gossip, of not interacting with it and not um, complaining as much and having more fulfilled and meaningful conversations because like we're here to live. We're not here to be robots and I hate small talk. I absolutely hate small talk. So when someone comes up to me and if this is someone new and immediately starts talking about aliens, I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, of course, if it's if it's someone new, new, you're not just going to be like, okay, so like, what's the meaning of the universe? Like, why do you think we're here? Obviously not. But okay, that was a horrible example. Let's just erase all that. Um, but it's like one of your friends that you or a coworker that you see every day, like start having deeper conversations. Like we all learn from each other at the end of the day. We all learn from everyone's experiences and advice. So I feel like that should be a goal of yours to show up in your life and other people's life in a more fulfilled and meaningful way and don't become an NBC. Okay, that was just number two. I gotta stop rambling. I'm sorry, guys. Okay, number three, you hate your job. Every time the weekend comes, you feel excited. You cannot wait for Friday. You wait the whole week for Friday and the weekend comes, but it moves so quickly before you even realize it. And then you're, you dread Monday. You can't stand another week at your job. I think I mentioned this in the Four Agreement episode because Don Miguel Ruiz also talks about this in his books um, that we are here to love what we do. We are here to live passionately. We are here to love life. And if you hate your job, and I understand like the circumstances of money and the corrupt society we live in right now and we need the money kind of thing, but do what you're passionate about. Like, follow your passion and doors will start opening and you will actually enjoy your job and you you won't have to dread it. Like, I don't remember exactly what I said during that episode, but he said something like, if you work just for the reward, you're not living, you're just surviving. But if you work for the sole purpose that you're passionate about it, then you're winning. You're going to get all the benefits from it. Um, that's why also why I changed my career path completely and I started following my passion and I landed this one job that I talked about in my last episode or two episodes ago with kids and I help kids now. So I think that's amazing and, and I think everyone's capable of doing this. It's really just following your passion. 
Okay, number four, you can't go out and have fun by yourself. Going out means you need to find a couple of people that are willing to go out with you. Going by yourself is not even comprehensible to you and not yet having fun. The sole thought of going out by yourself is weird to you. It is uncomfortable and even scary. Okay, so like I said, I went to Utah last week. And honestly, I hated doing things by myself. Like, I always had to have someone. I think it was also from my insecurities. And I think that's why girls go to the bathroom in groups, too. I'm not calling you guys out, but, like, I also did that. Um, You don't have to have someone to have fun. You don't have to have someone to go on a road trip or whatever, um, go hiking, go to the mall, take yourself out. Like this is another, uh, good tip for self-love. Like take yourself out on a date, get to know yourself because you really don't need these external people. I mean, of course, um, not that we need it, but like affection and like love as human beings, I guess, but you don't need them to survive. If that makes sense. Um, you just need yourself and you need that you need to give the same love that you give other people to yourself. And you need to take yourself out on a date, get to know yourself, fall in love with yourself and fall in love with your life. At first it can be really scary and very uncomfortable, especially if you're a woman like me and uh you go on a road trip and then you get followed. Not that that happened to me, but I thought it was because I stopped at a gas station to get um Oh, I stopped at a gas station to pee and I know TMI, I'm sorry, but this is what happened and this man opened the door for me and then he was following me to my car. He got in my car and then I lost him on the way to Utah, but like it was pretty scary. So like I'm saying, uh, just take pepper spray with you, but yeah, just go do something for yourself. Buy yourself flowers. Have a dance party by yourself. Um, number five, you take the same path every day. No matter if it's commuting to work or going to the grocery store, you take the same path. It's always the same way, same commute, same mindless walk. You can't even remember when you started taking that path every single day. I actually started doing this when I used to work at Starbucks. Um, I used to take the same path every day, but then I started switching it up. I was like, you know what? I'll just take this street. I have 20 minutes, whatever. Like, yeah, change it up. Use your left hand for the day. Try it. <laughs> Um, number six, more than 90% of your thoughts, the same thoughts are the same thoughts you think of every day. The moment you wake up, you start thinking the same old thoughts you thought of the day before or the day before that. I need to do this. I want to do this. I hate her. I like this. I love him. How dare they? I am bored. I am hungry. The same loop. Okay. So this one's a little tough just because I still battle with this. And I think thoughts are the hardest thing to reprogram. Um, cause there are subconscious and we have to reprogram our subconscious. With this, I just suggest um, doing daily affirmations and becoming aware of your thoughts, um, becoming aware of the complaining that also falls into it. Uh, change your the way you speak to yourself, the way you see the world, the way you speak about someone else. Like catch yourself in the act basically and just try to reprogram your brain. It's baby steps, but you'll get there. Uh, number seven, you don't know your purpose. You see people on videos and social media chasing their goals, grinding, following their purpose, and you feel inspired. However, you have no clue what your purpose is. You don't know why you are here. You feel as if you are missing out on something. So I think I mentioned this in my last episode, but I went on a rant about this, <laughs> so I won't get too deep into it. But I was also like this. Like throughout college, I changed my major like four times. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I don't know what my purpose was. I was like, why am I here? Like, I'm just like a 
dead fish in the sea kind of thing. Like, I didn't know. And it wasn't until I started following what I enjoyed doing, what I enjoyed learning. I enjoyed learning about spirituality. I enjoyed talking about it. I enjoyed making videos about it. Once I started going deeper into the personal growth journey, I love learning new things about myself, about psychology. And this is after college. This was literally like this year, like last year, this whole epiphany that I've had. So once I started sharing that and then people like you guys telling me like, you changed my life. Like, I was like, holy shit, like, this might be my purpose. And all I did was follow what I enjoyed doing. The job I even have now, it still correlates. I'm still helping people. I'm still helping kids expand their minds and see things from a lighter perspective, a more positive perspective, especially at that young age. So, I just followed my passion and you will find that purpose. And essentially, your purpose is not a job. And I said this. Your purpose is not a career. Your purpose in this life is literally to enjoy life, love, live, live, laugh, love. (laughs) As cheesy as it sounds, it really is. That's really all our purpose is. It's just to like live life and love each other and learn. That's our soul's purpose. I mean, we each have individual contracts with experiences and lessons that we each have to learn, but our purpose is really just to be no one. Be okay with being no one and knowing that you're here to live and learn and love. And that's so cheesy. I'm sorry, but it's true. And I love when I come across people who talk about the same thing of like, I am nobody. I am no one. And that's that's really, once you get Once you start saying that and you find so much content and satisfaction with saying that, you've won. I'm no one. Like, that's, I don't know. I don't know if I just see things from a way different perspective than everybody else, but it's it's really, bottom line, I'm just going to wrap this up because I'm going on a rant again. Bottom line, our purpose is to love and live and frolic naked in the woods and eat foods and share kindness and learn from each other, learn lessons, make mistakes. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Um, number eight, you are reactive to others. Most of your actions are out of reaction to something. You get angry or sad or excited or happy and your actions are based on these emotions. You get triggered and you act. There is no space between the stimuli and your action. Okay. So I'm starting to think that NPCs are really just unawakened souls because once you awaken to the fact that you are not your ego and you are not your thoughts, number eight should disappear because essentially your ego is reacting. Your ego is the one being defensive, getting angry, getting sad, getting excited, getting happy, taking things personally. So all I got to say for this one is just work on the ego and leave your ego at the door. (laughs) Number nine, all of the choices you make are mainstream. Most of the movies you love are mainstream. Most of the songs you like are mainstream. The books you read, the beliefs you have, your opinions, all mainstream. Your preferences and personality traits fit in a group of people you identify yourself as. So, this one kind of correlates with the labels. Like, you label yourself just to fit in, as in, like, you fit with a certain group. Um, uh, whatever's trending, um, Gen Z, I'm just throwing these out there. No one can get offended, please. Um, 
like the BLM group, like Republican, Democrat, like these are all mainstream. These you identify with them. So your ego gets boosted and you're living off your ego. You're not living off your authentic self. So you like all these movies. Or even if you don't like them, you just train your mind to like these things that you don't actually like. But all your opinions and everything is shaped for you because you're just going with whatever is trending or whatever is mainstream. And this is a big one because it's really not you. It's your ego. Uh, I guess this correlates with number eight. So um, number 10, you feel powerless to have a free will. Most, if not all of your choices are not even yours. Yeah, this kind of correlates with the last one. You think they are, but they are really desires of the past, manipulation by your ego, emotional reactions generated by the flow of your environment, other advices. You haven't had a choice that is completely by you. I think I said this a while ago, but I was like, step back for a second and look at your life and your choices and your opinions and your beliefs and what you like and step back for a second and like pick out like a few that mean the most to you or are very significant in your life and try to trace back where that opinion or that belief or that enjoyment or that preference came from. If it was shaped by the group of people you surround yourself with, if it was shaped by the media, by TikTok, by Twitter, by trending things, by your friends, by your family, by religion, like if it was not from your authentic being, then that opinion is not yours. It was shaped for you. So that's a good thing. That's a good exercise to do. I had to do this and I was like, holy shit, like everything was shaped for me. Like I didn't have any say in this. And most of it was because my ego and I was so insecure, of course, growing up. So I followed the crowd. I follow what's cool. I never stepped out of my comfort zone. So what I'm getting from all this after reading this, um, NPCs are too scared to step out of their comfort zone. They're stuck in this comfort of 3D mentality. They just live on autopilot. And I think if you're listening to this, you most likely are not an NPC or you once were or you're still working on some of these aspects, but you still are consciously aware and you want to consciously change your life for the better. So kudos to you. However, even though I feel like NPCs are unawakened souls, I do feel like there are some specifically placed here that are meant to be NPCs in this lifetime to challenge our awakening. And that's what I think Wendy was referring to. Okay, sorry, this is all over the place and this episode's already so long, but it was so much that she sent in. I probably forgot something. So if I remember, I'll probably put it in the next episode. She was honestly the coolest person I've ever met. Her house was beautiful. She had this huge meditation garden in her backyard, a secret garden, like a bunch of Buddhas. It was crazy. She had a she shed. Well, she called it a she garage and it was like all 70s psychedelic theme. And it was crazy and amazing. And I... I'm really grateful that the universe is aligning me with a lot of cool people. But this is what I mean by everything has been showing up. Whatever I align myself with, it just pops into my reality. And it's also ironic. Well, at this point, nothing's ironic and nothing's a coincidence, but I just think it's funny. My aunt did a tarot reading on me last week, and she told me I was going to meet an older lady soon who would give me some information. And lo and behold, I randomly meet my friend's aunt. And it's crazy. <laughs> 
honestly, I think as we get closer to December 21st, more crazy things will happen. Um, and it will become stronger. So make sure you guys are all becoming aware of your thoughts or your words because whatever you say will manifest. Trust me. I was watching Elizabeth's videos, of course, and she talked about the portal as uh, as well. And she also said that she's also been experiencing things happening quickly for her or manifesting quickly for her too. And she said to watch your words, even if you're joking. I know sometimes we say I'm broke or I'm ugly jokingly, but we know sometimes that there's a little truth behind what we're saying. So it will manifest. So be careful. We need to start reprogramming our beliefs now because they will manifest. And I should probably take those two phrases back right now. I am not broke. I have plenty of money. I'm full of abundance. I'm blessed and I'm grateful because I'm scared. Because honestly, like I said, there's been so many random coincidences. And then yesterday, my friend who I haven't seen since she was my high school best friend. I haven't seen her since probably like my freshman year of college or sophomore year of college, my, my hometown best friend, she contacted me. And I was like, oh my God, I was just thinking about you. And we ended up FaceTiming for like three hours, like crazy things, guys. Oh, one more thing that she said that made me go, hmm, I need to look into this. Um, this is Wendy, by the way. Uh, okay. So being microchipped, we were talking about the vaccine and all that, but she was like, did you know that we are all already microchipped? And I was like, what? And I've heard something similar recently, and I think it was off of TikTok. But then she told me that I should go down that rabbit hole. She was honestly giving me so many rabbit holes. I don't remember all of them. So I've been trying to look into it, but all I can find was that RFID chips and how some people have been chipped for years now because the RFID is a radio frequency. I don't identification and they're most utilized in tracking humans and pets. I believe some people have their kids um, chipped when they're born. I don't know if this is the one she was referring to. She just told me to go down that rabbit hole, so I don't really know. But I never consented to one being implanted in me, and I don't think my parents would have done that, so I don't think everyone has one. But if I find anything else out about that, I'll let you know. Okay, so... This is probably going to be a two-hour-long episode because we're halfway there. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the monoliths because I've been hearing so many different things. And then that video of that one guy that came out um, of him saying he placed them. So, first of all, I don't know what they are. They are like these huge silver beams or silver statue thingy-looking things and have been placed all over the world. It seems... Like, there's one every day showing up. There's one in Utah, Romania, California, Texas, but then they disappear. Um, anyway, the media has been all over these things. That's why I didn't look into it, to be honest. It's sketchy if it's on the media. Um, it has to be some kind of distraction or diversion. But now that I have looked more into it and now that the GFL is in the media, I think this might be a good thing. It seems that the media is debunking these things. Like I said, that one guy said he placed them everywhere. When other people like some channelers or some psychic mediums I follow are saying they are placed here as December 21st approaches, there's going to be more. Some say it's a soft disclosure. Others say it's to help us ascend because they're light, they're light poles. Um, 
let me just read this channeler's message that she posted on her blog a couple days ago. Her name is Blossom and this is her transcript. So I'm going to read it how she typed it. So it's kind of like a script like Blossom GFL. Hey, Blossom said, let's dive into the monolith mystery if we may. Firstly, are you aware of them? The GFL said, indeed we are for that which you are aware of Blossom, therefore do we. These are connected to the pillars of light. That's what I meant to say. The pillars of light we have spoken of. They are monitors. They are receptors. They are activators. They are connectors. They are reflectors. Blossom said, anything they aren't. And GFL said, they are certainly not toys. They are of material that may appear earthly, yet it is not. Blossom said, are there only three? Um, GFL said, no, many. That shall be placed and discovered at appropriate times. Blossom said, yet the one in Utah has been removed. And the GFL said, this is not of a concern. It is not set, so it cannot be investigated. Blossom, was it removed by humans? GFL, yes, yet they will not be able to make head nor tail of it. It will seem to them an enigma, for it is dormant at this time. Blossom, how are they connected to the pillars of light? GFL, in many ways, their positionings are strategically placed in order to be activated and, would we say, control the pillars when they are ready to be received. Blossom, what if they just get removed every time they are found? GFL, we have this in hand. There will be a time when they shall not be able to keep up with the removal. We are also prepared so that some will be for the inquisitive minds and reveal nothing, whereas others shall be the real deal. What do we say? They talk very proper. <laughs> um, Blossom, when you say they, do you mean the government? Um, GFL, we do. Or a section thereof. <laughs> Blossom, gotta be said, this all sounds a little wacko and movie-like. GFL said, Blossom, are you not past the, that thought pattern? Uh, Blossom said, it appears not. GFL, yet you believe us and life outside of your planet? Question mark. Blossom said, 100%. GFL said, then why... Does this seem unreal? Blossom said, because my concern is that this may be a prank. And GFL said, again, we say as we have before, you either know it or you don't. Uh, Blossom said, I've thought a lot about that and you're right. Inside my being, I know it, whatever it is. So I guess it applies also to this current topic. GFL said, exactly. In these times, one must recognize the leaps and bounds of one's progression to the truth and knowing of themselves. Therefore, we do not feel it compliant to try and explain certain things that your being truly already knows. We feel that those that feel our knowledge to be of truth no longer need to be treated as an early years of learning like a toddler. You have all advanced into the higher classes, so it is that this which we say is either known or it isn't. And it's funny that they said that because Wendy also said that. She was like, when she was talking to her guides, her guides wouldn't tell her a lot of things. And they were like, well, you already know. I'm not going to tell you something that you already know and you have to find that out for yourself kind of thing. Like, you know it. You're subconscious. You just know it. And then Wendy said that she was answering her own questions because she already knew it. She really did. So crazy. Uh, Blossom said, meaning I shouldn't need to ask questions or feel I need to be convinced. And then GFL said, correct. Blossom said, that answers a lot for me in a nutshell. I was rather hesitant to ask about this in case. And the GFL said, in case, in case you thought you could be making answers up, in case these receptors are a hoax and we have said they are not. Is that so, Blossom? Uh, Blossom said, absolutely. 
which says, what about me? And GFL says that you trust yourself and us more than you think as you went ahead and asked anyway. Uh, Blossom said, why have they begun to appear now? GFL said, plain and simple. It is time. You will discover more about them as time moves on. Blossom said, as much as it may frustrate some readers as they would have 1,000 more questions for now, I shall leave that there, knowing it shall come up again without a doubt at a future date. Can we move on, please, to December 21st of this year? I am planning a worldwide gathering with White Cloud to say the I am mantra, for this is not an important date, especially, it seems, in Australia. Can you tell us more? GFL said, the energies that are entering now leading up to this date are ever increasing, leaving possibly one out of sorts almost dizzy as they increase in power. I tweeted about these symptoms and dizzy is definitely one of them. Be kind to yourself as they are absorbed. Much light will enter into your planet at a given time on this day and there shall be a shift, a shift in upliftment, a shift in awareness and awakening. For some, it shall be as if they have awoken from a deep sleep. For those who are already awake, they shall notice a lightness within themselves different from that of which they know. Within this energy coming through, power to the self shall be noticeably felt and recognized. Dear souls, by this time there shall be much turmoil around your planet, much confusion within the unawakened. This energy that is to enter shall act as an activator yet, also as a soothing balm on troubled waters to those who are struggling. Blossom said, so will this change be noticeable? I feel many are building this up to be a bit like 2012 when most of us felt the change would be visible, tangible. Then because it wasn't like that, there was a great disappointment. Will it be like that? The GFL said, that would depend on the state of mind of the individual. Blossom said, so there is nothing visual to expect. And then the GFL said, again, that would be depending on the state of mind of the being. And then Blossom said, I know what you are meaning, yet could you explain? The GFL said, there are those who are more attuned to these energies due to their journey so far. They may experience certain acknowledgments, whereas others may not, yet this is no different in a sense from how things are in the now. Without questioning it, it will assist in anchoring in those energies for souls to join a mass gathering of like-minded beings. Blossom said, I hope many will join me with the mantra I will be performing on that day will be powerful. Um, GFL said, more than you know, understand that all that is to take place, all that is taking place is in divine plan playing out. Um, Blossom said, what a time is it to be alive? One certainly cannot say it's boring, even though the waiting... Blossom and all souls who know that these exceptional times are leading one through to the brighter, lighter experiences of human beingness, so much more is to unfold. Times ahead when the darkness has all but disappeared. When structures such as monoliths we speak of are commonplace for the connection to the worlds, it shall be an accepted part of your everyday lives. Imagine that. Blossom said, well, we've seen it in movies. Now let's see if it's true. As Cliff Richard once said in Summer's Holiday, and as we know, so much movies content is not just make-believe. GFL said, indeed, yet a subtle introduction to the possibilities of what is. We ask that you choose to anchor your light firmly into your planet, for in these times and these days that are drawing ever close to meet you, you are here to be the anchors of the light. You will understand the meaning of this more fully as your intention to do so increases. It is important for you to know that you are not just one singular soul changing the world on your own. You are one single soul that is part of the divine oneness that is changing your world, world together. 
As we have said, there would be no ocean if it wasn't for every single drop. Friends, dear souls, you can feel within you now that buildup that is to come. All you need to know is your strength, know your purpose, know your light, know your love, know your knowing. With these few tools, you move mountains. We love you. And that was the last thing the GFL said. I know a lot of people don't believe and people who channel or are skeptical about it, but I just say you don't have to believe everything. Just keep an open mind and listen. Any knowledge can be of value, especially if it's encouraging. So we honestly can't reject everything that we don't understand and expect to know everything, if that made sense. Anyway, question everything. And I hope that resonated with someone because it did resonate with me. Okay, y'all. I think I'm going to hop into questions now because it's been a long ass episode and I ramble too much. Um, Okay, first one. Hi, I've been wanting to raise my vibrations and begin to open my third eye. I've started meditating, but I have no idea what I'm supposed to do to further my spiritual awakening. Do you have any advice that could help me? Love your podcast, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Thank you. And there's really no structure to spirituality. And I think that's when people start making it so mainstream that you have to do this or have these crystals or you can't do that or read these books to be spiritual. And sure, those things can help you and those advice, that advice, some of that advice is valuable, but they're just tools. You are the only tool you need. So don't fixate so much on following a set of rules but more so on yourself and your inner wisdom. The main purpose of being spiritual or awakened is to heal yourself and help heal the collective, but by healing yourself first, you ripple that effect onto the collective. So heal and balance your chakras and try to reach your authentic self. Meditating is a good place to start. I suggest some shadow work, journaling, working through your past experiences or things you are having a hard time letting go, healing your past, forgiving yourself, forgiving the people around you, becoming aware of your ego versus your authentic self and how to detach from it. Some ways to raise your vibrations are like little things, simply going out in nature, eating fruits and veggies, foods with alkaline, have a dance party by yourself in your room, clean your space, do your laundry, declutter, do things you genuinely enjoy doing while also cleaning your space and your energy. Like, I love reading. I like drawing. I like listening to music while I clean. Um, I like hiking. So I do these things to raise my vibration. Whatever calls out to you and makes your heart happy, do it. Also, spending time with your family or your friends. Things that will lower your vibrations, however, are social media, dwelling on the past, focusing on the external fears, focusing on uh, external validation, focusing on all these worries and everything that is related to NPCs. (laughs) So try to find what works best for you and stick to it. I also don't recommend opening your third eye so soon. I believe everyone should first do some healing and balance your chakras and do some shadow work before because it can get very scary if you don't face your shadows beforehand. Um, I hope this helps and I'm sending you lots of love. Next question. Hey, Kels, I was wondering if when Post Malone was literally almost dying with car crashes, plane crashes, and things like that, could that have been the Illuminati trying to manipulate him into joining? I also know someone tried to curse him with the divot box. In his songs on the road, he says, I will never ever sell my soul. Nah, never. But in his other song, Tommy Lee, he says, bathroom stall, please don't save my life. Could that be him practically telling us how he's going to die? The way Tupac X and Lil Peep did, 
They all have song lyrics practically explaining their deaths. Lil Peep said in his song Kiss, I'ma die young, I'ma get killed, which he did. X has a song, I don't know the name, where he talks about being a sacrifice and he also has an Instagram live video where he says he's going to be a sacrifice. Tupac has a song talking about how he was going to die also. Maybe I'm just thinking too deep into this, but I absolutely love your podcast. I listen to them all the time at work. I hope you're having a great day and thank you for all you do. Hello! Thank you so much for the support. I hope you're having an amazing day as well. And no, you're not thinking too deep into this. And I know any regular person, any NPC, I'm going to refer to all the unawakened people as NPCs. But anyways, um, they will tell you that, that you're thinking way too deep into this. But I don't think you are. Um, honestly, Mac Miller also, I think, I don't remember the song either, but it was a music video where he was killed and he was in a casket or it kind of like showed that he was going to die. Um, however, in regards to Post Malone, uh, I think he's been in the Illuminati for a while now. Um, at least when, okay, this is how my take on it. When an artist gets super popular out of nowhere, that's usually because they sold their soul or they had to do something to get to where they are. In regards to him, almost dying in a plane crash, in a car crash. I don't know if that was before he popped off or before or when he was still low-key. I honestly have always thought of Post Malone as being big just because I've always liked his music. So, I don't know if he was being, like, summoned into the Illuminati like Ariana Grande was. But good for you for critically thinking and asking questions. That was what we love to see. I do remember Posty saying that he almost died in the car crash and plane crash, but I also remember it was because he was on Ghost Adventures and he touched that box. I mean it, the divot box. I mean, honestly, all could be Illuminati related because I also believe that Zach Bagan, the host of Ghost Adventures, is a part of Illuminati. Um, he has a TV show and it's on mainstream and it's pretty good. And it's funny because... I keep saying it's funny and I'm annoying myself with saying that word, but it's ironic. It's a coincidence. I don't know. It's a synchronicity that his museum here in Las Vegas, the haunted, Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum, is right next to a Freemason Lodge. I kid you not. I drove by because I wanted to see where the Freemason Lodge in Vegas was and it's right next to the Haunted Museum literally neighbors to it. So, there could be some demonic connection there, Illuminati for Mason connection there. I don't doubt it. So, there's that. <laughs> Good looking out though. I love it. Okay, next one. Hi, Kels. I'm sorry your account got deactivated. The same happened to me on IG. I was posting things about the election. They took down my account for violating their community guidelines, which is BS. They still haven't gotten back to me on my appeal. But anyways, make sure to back up all your content because your IG may be next. Also, I love your podcast. Please don't be ashamed if they run longer. We love to hear you. Uh, my question. I've recently begun getting anxiety when I try to meditate by myself and I've been seeing floating black dots, which apparently mean I have evil spirits following me. Do you have any tips on what I can do to cleanse myself of darkness and stop getting anxiety? Hello, thank you so much. And yes, the censorship is so real and it's irritating. I really hope my IG isn't next, but at this point, I'm not going to fight it. I'm just going to let them do it. Like, same with my TikTok, but I'm not speaking that into existence. Um, nope. I hope they do respond to your appeal, though, and I hope you get your account back. Uh, to answer your question... So, this could be a couple things, but first, 
if you are experiencing shadows when you meditate and they feel low vibrational, you can tell them they're not welcome in your energy space and for them to leave. Like I said earlier, law of consent. You can call in your guides. Um, you can call in Archangel Michael for protection. You can also visualize a bright white light surrounding you and just know that you are protected. Just keep telling yourself, I am protected. I am protected. So, this could be your own shadow self appearing. If you haven't done any shadow work before, I suggest you do. When we meditate, our subconscious is more likely to come up and the subconscious holds our shadow and our shadow is our trauma and the feelings and emotions we've suppressed, basically our dark side. So, all you have to do is some shadow work, release it. Uh, I ta I've talked about it before, but you can do it while you're meditating too. You can picture the moment this traumatic event happened or if it wasn't an event, just a moment in your life that you were down and hug yourself and tell yourself you forgive yourself, send yourself a lot of love. Of course, this is in meditation, so you gotta picture it, visualize it. It's all about releasing the past. Sometimes our subconscious is very sneaky and hides things we didn't even know were there. So if they do come up in meditation, because that's usually when things come up, try doing it while meditating. But if nothing comes up, but you still see shadows, try doing shadow work while journaling and just let everything flow out, releasing it. Um, there are some prompts online that are amazing, but always remember to finish your shadow work with light work, that being forgiving yourself and filling yourself up with the love that you have and deserve. So those shadows you're seeing, like I said, could be a lot of things. They could be your own, just like your shadow side. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but some really negative and low vibrational people create their own poltergeist. Um, from their own suppressed, unhealed wounds. Um, most alcoholics, um, I don't mean to call them out, but I've also talked about this before, um, and like depressed people usually say that they have, they are haunted or they have a demon in their house or they are always followed or they have a shadow. Um, so that's why healing is so, so important. Another thing the shadows can be, we do sometimes get low vibrational beings attached to us because this is a 3D matrix. It's saturated with them, like I mentioned earlier. It's a low vibrational planet, but most of the times they come near us because they see our, our, our light and our light is so bright and they want it. So, I actually had a shadow attached to me, um for a couple years. My aunt pointed it out to me, I think 2 summers ago. But I also believe it was a time where I was very depressed and they just latched on to the little light that I had left and I was also very vulnerable so I wasn't aware. But um, basically they were making it worse. So all she had to do is literally say you're not welcome here and the person disappeared. All you have to do is keep saying that you're not welcome here. Only love and light. Pure white light is welcome here and any beings that are of pure white light and unconditional love are welcome here, but nothing of the low vibrational. So, I just say ground yourself um, before you meditate. Um, this could also be a good tool. So, before you meditate, just picture like vines coming out of your legs, like kind of like a tree and grounding into the ground and like kind of like you are 
being planted into the ground. So um, have make sure that your feet or your legs are touching the ground. Only welcome, like I said, the purest form of love and white light. And picture yourself in a bubble of light, a shield almost looking thing. Um, picture However you want to imagine it, just picture yourself surrounded with white light and just keep telling yourself you're protected because you have the power and you do not consent to those low vibrational energies being in your space. And if they don't disappear the first time, like I said, I had to keep saying that, like, you're not welcome here, you're not welcome here, and eventually that shadow of mine um, disappeared. So just keep doing that. Um, you don't need the extra tools like crystals and uh, black salts and stuff. I think they do help, and I actually had to use them for when I was hexed during uh, when I got my TikTok account deactivated, but that's also because I was hexed. So I don't think you're hexed. I just think maybe a shadow attached to you or it could just be your own shadow. So don't be scared. And I hope this does calm your anxiety as well. Just make sure to ground yourself, um, like I said beforehand, and just know that you are protected. I hope this helps. All right, next one. Hey, Queen, I was listening to your podcast and in one of the episodes, someone asked what's up with all the rappers dying at the age of 27 and I ran randomly thought about Machine Gun Kelly. He has a song titled 27 and it's all about him saying if I must go and die at 27 and it's all about how he wants to be remembered. Could that be something? Maybe I know he's 30 now, but when he was 27, he was really focused on making amends with people he had beef with and all I could think is was, was that his way of preparing? to die. Also, Eminem has multiple songs on selling a soul and they're not really too detailed, but some are lucky you, asshole, my darling. My darling, the whole song is a major red flag, leaving heaven and many more. My darling was practically all about how he was ready to quit music, but the demon inside of him was threatening him and forced him to start up again. And I believe the elites threatened to hurt his daughter and that's why he was so suicidal and angry in the song. It also mentions Dr. Dre a lot. Also, in your cloning episode, you asked, wouldn't their families be able to tell a difference? And Gucci Mane's family said when he got out of prison, he wasn't himself. They believed he was cloned. Even his fans felt like something was wrong or off about him. I'm sorry for all these at once, but I've been meaning to tell you this for a while. I love your podcast, Instagram, and TikTok videos. You're most definitely a starseed, and you deserve everything coming your way. Love you, Kels. Oh, hello. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I love you too. And wow, I love you guys for catching all these things. Honestly, I get blown away every time you guys catch something and you send it to me. I'm like, whoa. Um, but yeah, that makes me really proud. Okay, so in regards to Eminem, it's funny that you mention him because I don't know, honestly, what the song title of this song was. Um, you might have mentioned it. I honestly don't know, but it was a song where he raps about the shooting at Mandalay Bay uh, that happened in Vegas. And the more I learned about how that was a psyop or it was like another 9-11 uh, staged event kind of thing. It wasn't not staged, but it was planned. So it was a real event that happened, like a real shooting, but it was planned by the elite for multiple reasons. But then Eminem released a video, a music video, and it was very graphic. And I guess his message was that of school shootings and all this stuff and gun control. I think that's what people mostly got out of it. But now thinking back and looking at all the symbolism and how you mentioned that his daughter was probably threatened to be sacrificed if he wasn't complying 
What if he was trying to expose them? Because that video is very graphic and I haven't really paid attention to the lyrics, but I just remember that video being extremely graphic. So that's interesting that he would put that out there. Um, I wouldn't doubt that that's why he's depressed and mad and angry at the world because they do control your lives. I mean, look at Kanye West. He's been trying to expose him for forever now. And I do remember Eminem bleaching his hair. And we know that if they bleach their hair, that's when shit goes sideways because they've been under MK Ultra. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to end it here. I know I only did like four questions, but they were very long. And I honestly love when you guys send long questions. I think this way and messaging me through Twitter at WokeWithKels is the best way to like reach me or for me to answer one of your questions. Like if it's an emergency, head to my Twitter. But if you want to be featured on an episode, click the link in my bio at WokeWithKels on Instagram or Twitter and it should be there. Like ask me questions um, so you could be on my next episode. But if it's an emergency, like I said, Twitter is my best bet. I don't check my Instagram DMs. Um, they're just too messy. And then also I've been getting a lot of negative comments in there. So I just don't like to put my attention and energy towards those. So I apologize if you have tried to reach me and at Instagram because I really don't check it. Try me at Twitter, um, at Woke with Kels. I respond to almost everyone. Anyway, thank you so much for sticking around. Thank you for checking up on me. I know you guys have missed my episodes, which is that kind of like made my whole week. Um, I've gotten a couple messages from you guys like, I miss you on my Spotify or like, it's not the same doing laundry without you in the background. I'm like, that makes me so happy because I honestly thought I had like five listeners, <laughs> one including my mom. Hi, mom. Um, but it makes me so happy that you guys enjoy my content or the way I put it out there, I guess, because my content is kind of not your regular conspiracy theories or how people usually explain conspiracy theories. I have my own twist on it. So thank you guys so much for sticking around. I love you guys so much. Always sending you guys lots of love and I hope you have an amazing day. I'm not even going to say that there will be an episode next week because I hate apologizing that I never get it in on time, um, especially with work picking up again. So hopefully... I get one out next week, if not bi-weekly for sure. But thank you guys so much. For real. You guys are amazing. Love you. Bye.